Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. Good morning, everyone. Good to all be together. Um, uh, even our prayers where we've just been praying, it's very apt where we're going to be this morning. Uh, as we look about the nations and the call of the Lord upon our lives, even, even for that. Um, we've been on this series, Familiar to Fascinated. We're looking at the post-resurrection appearances of Jesus. And this is the important part. It's not just that it's a historical information, but it's the reality. As Jesus turns up, every time Jesus turns up and encounters us, there's a moment of transformation. There's a moment of change. There's a moment of encounter. There's a moment of equipping. And as we look at some of these moments that Jesus has shown up, it's actually still for us today as he speaks to us and as he leads us. And where we're going to be, just let's just read briefly again, just where to last week Phil brought an astounding teach. Um, the week before, Cheryl, we've had some incredible teachers of people who have spoken as well on the stage over the last number of weeks. Cheryl, two weeks ago, spoke in this passage that I'm beginning with today in Acts chapter 1. Uh, where we look about the call of Jesus to be his witnesses. And so let's just take just a short moment just to read this together. And so Holy Spirit, we just pray that as we open the word, would you speak to us afresh? Give us ears to hear what you are saying this morning. In Jesus' name. This is what it says in Acts chapter 1. After his suffering, um, he presented himself to them. This is Jesus. He presented himself to them. Uh, and give many convincing proofs that he was alive. Sorry, I'm just starting my timer here as I get into this. Present, um, many pr- uh, proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before them, or before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, listen to the truth of these words, this same Jesus who was taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. He is returning. He is coming back to us. And yet in this moment between resurrection and his return, there's a, there's a mission, there's a command, there's a charge that is spoken over all of us. And in other parts of scriptures, this is what's known as the Great Commission. These are the words that Jesus says. It's similar to this in Matthew's gospel. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. Baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey all these things that I've commanded you. And surely... I'm with you to the very end of the age for all those who are going on mission this summer, all the people we just prayed for. This is the truth that Jesus speaks. I am with you. Carl, I'm just seeing you as well. Whenever you go, 
and over this next while. He is with you in these moments. And in this passage we looked at this morning as well, Jesus has said this, you will be my witnesses, not just to the nations, but to the very end of the age. And it caught me actually a couple of weeks ago as Cheryl spoke, man, what an incredible teach she brought that day, Cheryl Bailey. And yet as Cheryl spoke about the call to go from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, she spoke about how we can look at that in a geographical context, which we so easily could do and try to focus on. But yet what she was saying, and it's really important for us, even as we look at this call to the ends of the earth, to the ears and to the listeners, all who were standing around him, these places, it wasn't just about a geographical place, but it took on a fresh meaning. Cheryl, last time she was with us, just referred to this. Jerusalem spoke about a place of fear. Judea spoke about a place of rejection. Samaria spoke about a place of prejudice. And yet what Jesus says is that in the midst of this, in the midst of all these things we face, this is the call, you will be my witness. Because here's the truth, we are the church. We're the church of Jesus Christ. And each time, as I said, Jesus turns up to encounter us. It's for this. It's because of the mission and the mandate that he's placed, the call that he's placed upon all of our lives, that we would be the ones that would continue and carry the message that he speaks. This is the call that has always been and always will be. If you want to know what I want, what I have to do with my life, God, what do you want me to do with my life? There can be so many different varied things you might do personally, but the call that is upon us all specifically is this, make disciples. The call that is upon us all specifically is this, be my witnesses. And where Jesus speaks, and this is where we look at this today, he says, make disciples of all nations, be my witnesses to the very ends of the earth. And firstly, what I want to do for for 10 minutes, I'm going to try and, I don't want to rush this, but I want to, it's really important as elders at the start of the year, it just happened that it's coincided. You, you think that the Holy Spirit just orchestrates a lot of these things. But today, we hadn't actually planned that today I was going to be speaking in this passage onto the ends of the earth. But what we had decided as elders, we had used this date, and it's just that it's fallen on this day. We decided that as, as elders for our church, many of you, which have you've done today, you give faithfully into the house every week with your tithes and your offerings. And much of what we do with that money can sometimes be an unknown. And yet, as, as we try to be faithful, we try to faithfully steward the money that God brings into the house today, just for a short while, I want to update you about some of our mission partners with some of the monies that we use. And today, what I'm going to do is from a, in a global context, I want to inform you and update you how the money is being used and to further the kingdom of God and the spread of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is what it's about. It's not just to help people out in life. It's to spread the good news of Jesus Christ and to further his kingdom. And so today, just for 10 minutes, I want to update you with this. In October, we're going to be taking another Sunday just in a similar way to update you how we do that and with our local mission partners as well. But to Today, we're talking about the nations. We've been praying for people as they go to the nations. This is the call of Jesus. Go and make disciples of all nations. You'll be my witnesses to the very ends of the earth. And we're blessed as a church to partner with some amazing people who actually are outworking this call as a church. This is how we join in. This is how we partner with this. We join prayerfully. We join in by supporting those on the ground. And also, and this is where today we're going to be just giving you some information about this as well, also by our, our going. Today as we finish and as we pray at the end of this, this is my prayer that actually the Holy Spirit is going to deposit something in some people's minds and in some people's hearts today where actually there's a specific call in your life to go. 
for some of you, maybe you've heard this before, you've heard God speak to you about this before, you've, you've felt the nudge of the Holy Spirit in your life before, but today you're going to hear it afresh. There's a call on your life to go. And this is my prayer that we'd be sensitive to hear what the Spirit is saying. With our mission partners, one of the first people that I just want to, so let's just take 10 minutes as we go through this. One of the first people, we have a couple of videos just to show on this as well. But one of the first people just for you to hear about today is our good friend, Kingsley Armstrong. Many of you know Kingsley uh, and his wife, Kath. Uh, Kingsley heads up this organization, uh, J16, the Joshua Project. For years, Kingsley has been faithfully just preaching and declaring the gospel of Jesus Christ, seeing people saved, transformed, their lives changed, encouraging, encountering leaders. This all stemmed from the call that's in the book of Joshua in chapter 1, to be courageous, to go across and to take possession of land. And Kingsley just outworks us faithfully. Kingsley's one of those people that we give to every month. And we sow into his ministry in a similar sense as Kingsley. It's similar to what he does, and this is why I put them together. But Billy Kennedy, Billy, who is part of Pioneer Network, for years we supported them as an organization, and yet we've changed our giving now just to Pioneer International. This is something that Billy, in a personal way, is a photo of him and his wife, Caroline. But Billy, in a personal way, what he is doing, the purpose of of Pioneer International is to help put architecture and to bring shape to small churches in deprived areas around the, the globe, mainly in Africa and in Asia. And again, similar to some of the things Kingsley's doing, while there's a declaration of the gospel, it's building leaders and financially sustaining pastors and their families. Another one who's just no stranger to us, one of the most incredible men is this man, Pastor Richard, Pastor Richard Lumba from Uganda. This is his wife Florence with him. This man is amazing. Many of the people in our church family who have been out in Uganda, in Jandira, our youth, our young people are all going there. We will next year as part of a mission. There's, it's, been, it's in the pipeline. There's, there's plans that are afoot for this that are going to go out and spend time in Jandira. But Richard, he runs a church in Jandira and he built a school uh, with, in connection with Fields of Life called Source of Light Primary School. He runs an orphanage there. He, he runs the church in Jandira. And as a church family, we partnered with him over the years. Many of us were part of the teams that were there. And yet, um, off the back of one of the first couple of teams, many of you know Alan Emerson, uh, who leads with us and is one of the leaders in Portadown. What happened off the back of one of the teams was that sadly, Alan's wife, Lindsay, who's young at that stage, she, she passed away. She had a real heart for the area. And what we did was that as, as a church family and together mainly with Alan and his family, we, we wanted to, to build something in Lindsay's memory. She had a real heart for this area in Jandira. And so because they only had primary school education provision, they did no secondary school provision at all. We built a secondary school called Light for All High School. Many of you were part of the teams out there. I think I fell through a bit of scaffolding one of the years uh, as, we, as we tried to build this. And I'm telling my mom's sitting here and I just realized I might not have told her that. Um, but I remember one of the years just being, it's just incredible and blessing just to be part of this. And Pastor Richard is just faithfully just sowing. And even in their church, they're now church planting around the area in, in Uganda as well. Much of our our monies are given and are sent over towards Uganda. We have teams that we're trying to send out as well. And then before we show this next video, this next partner, Brad and Pam Sandelius, we, you'll see their images in the, in the video as they come up. With this one, it's a bit more... Um, so on the right, you have a flag of India. Several years ago, as a, as a church leadership, we really felt... Uh, 
We really felt the invitation of God and I suppose the call of God upon us. We recognize around the world there are many people who are part of unreached people groups. And yet Jesus said that the gospel would be preached to all nations. We recognize that there are many people who have not heard the good news of Jesus Christ because of persecution or because it hasn't been proclaimed in their country. And so what we did was we joined with another organization um, which partners with persecuted um, believers particularly in these unreached people groups. And through that, we got connection with Brad and Pam. We adopted a, a, an unreached people group to ourselves as a church family, as a church body in India. And so we sent teams out there. We support them financially. About four years ago, this is why the flag's on the left, about four years ago, Brad and Pam got displaced from India. The government actually put a lot of foreigners out of the country. And so they were, they were made to leave. And what they did was strategically, they moved to one of the neighbor, uh, countries nearby. So they're in the UAE. And they've been there for four years. They are faithfully preaching the gospel. They are making disciples, running lots of discipleship programs in that area. And the, yet the reason why they're there is that so that they can still go back under tourist visas, get back into India. They're still faithfully uh, plugging into everything that's there. We are hoping of... I do a Zoom call with Brad every two months. We meet and we connect. And as part of our last conversations, we're, we're looking again in 2024 by trying to get a team back to India, which we'll be giving information about. And so as part of our go, this could be a call for some of you today. We're going to watch a video. You can stop listening to me for a couple of minutes. Brad and Pam have sent a message and a greeting to us as a church family. So let's watch the screen. Phil, if we could just show Brad and Pam's family our video. Hello, Emmanuel. We're so glad to be partnering with you. Um, I'm Pam, and this is Brad Sandelius, and we have two kids, Isabel and Samuel. And uh, we just want to thank you for just your prayers. And when you have spent time visiting us um, when we were living in India, and now we are in the United Arab Emirates. It's been our fourth year here and serving among the South Asians. So we really appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, and God has been doing some amazing things here uh, in the UAE. Uh, over the last uh, eight to 10 months, uh, been, been able to do four uh, discipleship making movement trainings, which have led to uh, many new discovery Bible studies being started among South Asians last week. Uh, in the Emirate of Fujairah, we start the the eleventh uh, Discovery Bible Study was started. So we are so thankful for what God is doing. We're thankful for your partnership with us uh, in the gospel here in the UAE. And uh, yeah, we're just we just feel so blessed and encouraged. And hopefully one day soon we'll be able to to see you all in person, uh, Lord willing. So thank you and God bless you. So Brad and Pam were with us a number of years back, and uh, God willing, well, they say they would be back in Northern Ireland at some point and can connect with us in person, but we want you to see them, become familiar with them so you can be praying for them. Another one of the organizations which we, we tie in with is uh, the Leprosy Mission in Northern Ireland. Phil, is the screens on there? Um, so the Leprosy Mission in Northern Ireland, um, Joanne Briggs from our church, also know this is saying Northern Ireland, we're talking about global stuff, Dave, but like this is right across the world. What's, what is happening is with the Leprosy Mission, the heart and the, the purpose of this is to see leprosy just eradicated in our time. 
This is one of the calls of Jesus. We see him curing and cleaning, cleansing and healing lepers in the Gospels. And this is part of the mission and the mandate of the leprosy mission. And so this is one of our partners that we partner with. Another great man is this man, Pastor Jacob. Um, this is uh, Pastor Jacob we see on the screen with one of the orphans that he helps support. In February 2006, I was speaking to Phil about this yesterday, but in February 2006, Phil and Jill... Uh, first connected with Pastor Jacob in India. This was just, Phil was just reflecting this yesterday. This was just a few weeks just before Jill actually passed away. They went out there. And so there's a massive part of just Phil's heart here. And yet Phil's just reflecting this. Saying, I've just never, ever met a man like this. I've never met a man like this just in terms of his passion and his commitment just to the work of God in his life. And here's some of the things. Let me read this through this man and through the organization. They've established over 35 orphanages with over 6,500 children. They run chicken farms. They've established schools providing educational pathways. They provide medical care for lepers. Our money now pays for one of those leper colonies, but they provide medical care for lepers in 46 leper colonies. And again, that's what our money's going to. They run medical clinics. They run discipleship programs. Listen to this. This is the passion and the commitment of this man in, in his own nation. Through the training and equipping of men and women, and releasing them as pastors in the country, they release 60 to 80 pastors every three months. <laughs> their commitment to this. This is what these people are doing because they've heard the call of God on their lives and they're saying, I'm going for it. I'm not holding back, Jesus. I'm giving everything to follow you. I'm giving every part of my life. Phil told me another story. One of the pastors that he trained was a man called Daniel. And this man, because of his love and devotion to Jesus, was actually beaten by the people in his village. He was beaten almost within an inch of his life. He nearly died. And what happened a short time after that, in the village, there was a fire in the village and all the houses were destroyed in this village area. As a church family, we, um, they contacted us and we gifted, we, I think we sent a thousand pound out to them. With this money, listen to what they're able to do. With this money, they rebuilt all the homes in the village. And what happened off the back is like Phil was telling me this yesterday with just a real laugh and a joy as we were discussing this. What happened is off the back of them rebuilding this, the whole village turned to Christ. The whole village through this one man because of his passion and his commitment and through the enthusiasm and because of this one man and through the start of it, through Jacob's life, suddenly they're seeing the gospel spreading in India. And here's the reason why. Here's the reason why, because somebody heard the words of Jesus in this, you will be my witness. It's much more than just turning up to church and just going through the motions. It's the reality of what it is to be a believer. It's the reality of what it is to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. You will be my witnesses. Pastor Jacob just treats it really practically. There's other, just so you're aware, there's other um, People, other organizations which we're desiring to partner with, we have began conversations again as elders. We're going to hopefully come September be recommencing our support of Ars Cambodia. Um, we're going to be sewing into a networking agency in Israel. We are going to be supporting Drew and Mary at Caldwell in Lebanon, who many of you have met. And just briefly, there's a video from Drew and Mary, which I'm going to let you just watch on the screen. We are Drew and Mary, and we've been living in the Middle East for the last 14 years. We have three daughters, Layla, who's 13, Sophia, who's 11, and Hope, who is 9. 
Originally, we moved here to the Middle East because we felt like we had a, a vision, a call from God, that God wanted to raise up uh, movements of believers coming to faith, like in the Book of Acts, in the Arab world, in our generation. And it's our joy in faith to continue to trust God all these years later for that promise. And to be direct, we recognize that we are not the leaders of the church God is raising up in the Middle East, but our Arab friends are. And that our role is to, to spiritually mother and father them, to coach them, to support them, uh, to serve them, to help lead them into the kingdom. But our, our primary vision is that these Arab leaders are going to take the gospel to their own people and to their own communities. And praise God, we're seeing the beginning of that dream unfold. So in this season, that looks a lot like uh, Drew doing trainings for a, a network of widows and women of Syrian refugees. It looks like me working with women who, after the explosion, um, we've been going deeper and deeper and they're doing uh, forgiveness and trauma healing Bible studies in their community. Both Drew and I are now teaching um, Muslim young people, and so we're, we're constantly finding ourselves in positions of mothering and fathering uh, these young people. And it also looks like um, I've been going to Turkey as in a response to the earthquake, and uh, the, the hearts are so hungry for Jesus, for kingdom, for healing, um, and there's there's really no workers. So it's been a beautiful to be able to respond in this moment. So thank you for praying for us. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for carrying us. Uh, we, we really love you guys. Drew, Drew and Mary are just the most amazing couple. And when you're around them, they're, they're just an inspiration. Another one of the organizations I forgot to mention was Open Doors, supporting the persecuted church around the world. We sow into them monthly as well. All of this to say, listen, this is more than just an information thing. We just want you to catch the heart of this. People who are hearing the words of God, hearing the words of Jesus, go and make disciples of all the nations. Be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. There are people who are hearing this. And the reality is, and this is one of the words that I felt actually the Lord speak to me um, was during the last year. And obviously, the call upon Abraham was that he was to be a father of many nations. One of the things I felt, maybe in a personal sense, but I feel for us that there's something about being a father to the nations. The nations are actually on our doorstep. The nations are, yes, there's the going sense of it, but the nations are around us. And the beautiful thing is that we have people in our church family with today. This is our global partners. There are people who are engaging with the nations around us, and it's almost one of the ones that just goes unnoticed. And so, Barbara, I see her sitting here at the front. Sylvia, Julie. Harold, many of the guys that are here, and we're going to pray for you in a little second, they're on the English lessons. This can almost be one of the, the, those environments that just goes unnoticed faithfully every Tuesday night. Listen to some of these stats. Listen, don't switch off anyway. Just listen to some of these stats. 158 students registered for the English lessons that run here every Tuesday night. Average attendance is about 34 per week. The students came from 21 countries. Here's a list of all the different nations that come into our building that are present here with us. This is where Jesus says, you will be my witnesses, remember? He said, you'll be my witnesses. And this is how the guys are witnessing, demonstrating the love of God practically by teaching them English. They're desperate for this. Our volunteers are from here in Emmanuel Lurgan, Emmanuel Port, and I'm from Moyer Baptist. While we ran the Alpha course, they ran it with a group from there as well. They're doing a follow-up program. They're teaching them grow. Julie Hewitt was actually reflecting this with me during the week as well. She's, she's teaching and growing, obviously, because... I just use really big language, and we all use big language in church. And what she's saying, they're actually having to try and distill down all the language. 
what's some of these religious words? How do you teach it in that context to them? And so she was saying, Dave, I'm trying to work out how to explain righteousness in Bulgarian. <laughs> Whatever these things might be, there's, there's a reflection of it. And um, um, Barbara was reflecting this. They, they brought some of the guys, some from Ukraine, one from Syria. They brought them yesterday. This is a demonstration practically of the love of God. They brought them, they just, since they've, they've came here, they've never been by the sea since they've been here. And yesterday, some of the guys from our church brought them to the seaside, some from Ukraine, some from Syria, demonstrating the love of God because you know why? They've heard the call of Jesus, you will be my witness. And this is how they're outworking it. Do you see the simplicity of it? It's not just a standing on the corner and shouting and declaring the verses from Scripture in the top of your head. You will be my witnesses, demonstrating the love of God and making known the love of the Father who we've been celebrating in this room this morning. You will be my witnesses. This is the call that's upon us all. One of the, I don't know if she's here in the room, but one of the other people is Sylvia. Is Sylvia in the room? Where is she? There she is. Hello, Sylvia and Harold. How are you doing? These guys are just unsung heroes. Like, total heroes. Everybody's involved with this, and yet, Sylvia, this, you didn't write this, but some of the guys from the English Nations wrote this. Sylvia has an incredible ministry to the nations. Tuesday night English classes, classes for Syrians applying for citizenship, Alpha for English learners, helping Ukrainian students in Jamor High School, hosting, visiting foreign students in her home, just nonstop with it. And all because, again, they've heard and taken seriously the call of Jesus, you will be my witness. <laughs> Today, Holly, come up a wee second, will you? I'm going to, I had other things, but we'll leave it. This, this is the call today. You see, let me just share, share one verse. You see, in our series, From Familiar to Fascinated, it's, it's lovely to hear the stories. It's lovely to be moved. It's lovely to be inspired. But guys, it has to mean something. It has to mean something that involves change. It has to mean something that actually causes us to be people that step out. And here's one of the things that I just feel today in terms of this call to the ends of the earth. Here's, I'll, don't even worry about this. This was, in their understanding, this is what I was trying to say through this, to the people that heard Jesus say, bring it to the ends of the earth. There was no limits or boundaries with us. They, they had no understanding in terms of onto what. At this stage, like for many years, they thought the earth was flat, for goodness sake. They didn't know onto what. They had no understanding. Columbus hadn't discovered America, all these sorts of things. So when Jesus says, carry it to the ends of the earth, in their heads, it's onto what? There was no limit or there was no boundary to it. And so what happens is when Jesus actually calls us to be those that bring it to the ends of the earth, yes, it could mean, and this is what I want to pray as Holly leads us, it might mean that for some of us, there could be a nudge actually the Holy Spirit brings into your life that actually there is a call to go. There is a call to go to the nations. There is a call actually to engage in a similar way to what the guys are doing. But yeah, the call to the nations was much more similar to what Cheryl said before. It's more than just a geographical context. It speaks about stepping into the unknown. It speaks about stepping into a place without borders. What so easily happens is from our upbringings and from our traditions, we so easily place the borders around our thinking and the boundaries around our thinking. God, I'm willing to go this far, but no more. Abraham, one of the heroes of faith, is what it says in Hebrews 11. He went without knowing where he was going. And the passage we read earlier in Acts 1, the disciples are coming. They have the boundary already made up. Abraham had a boundary as well. He was called to be a father, and yet the boundary in his head was, I'm really old. 
my wife's barren. This is impossible. This was the boundary that was in his head. And yet God called him to step beyond the boundary that was in his mind and to live by faith. What was happening here with the disciples, they were saying to Jesus, oh Lord, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel the way that we are expecting it? The way our traditions and the boundaries have told us this is going to be. And yet Jesus says these words, and this is what I want you to hear this morning. It is not for you to know. Hear these words this morning. It is not for you to know everything. This is the excitement of being part of the journey with Jesus and the part of faith. Sometimes he calls us to step out of the boat. He calls us into things. And what it means is that we have to push beyond the boundaries that sometimes we've placed even within our own minds. The call to the ends of the earth is to step into the unknown. It's a step to push beyond those boundaries. And this is what I feel at the end of this series, from the familiar to fascinating. This is when we go beyond the familiarity of things and we actually get to experience him in his wonder. Listen, I know this in my life, in those moments when I've engaged in many different nations around the world, each time when I've stepped into it and I've pushed through some of those things that have been awkward. When I go there, I've met him. I've experienced him. He's already there. He's already at work. And I experience it in the most fascinating and wonderful ways. His kingdom being established and built. And this is a call that's upon our lives. Will you take this even to the places it feels like it's an unknown? Some of those things that might feel uncomfortable for you. Some of those things that sometimes in your head you want to have it all worked out before you go. Jesus says, no. I'm calling you into the unknown push beyond the boundaries of this. Carl, I'm going to you again. Sorry, I'm being drawn to you. You don't know what you're going to be facing during those months as you go, but I know this. He is with you. For all the people that are going on mission this summer in all the different places, you don't know all the different things you'll experience, but I know this. He is with you. He's already there. You're going to be able to experience him in the wonder of this, and this is where the fascination of it becomes real. And what I would love us to do, just as we finish, I'm going to ask Holly just to lead us in the song, Oceans, in the call of this, just that we're stepping out. As we come to the end of the series, as we start into the new season of summer, it's really easy to just let this all drop, but yet this is the call of the Lord upon us. Are you willing to trust me? As he holds out his hand to us as a good father who loves us and says, are you willing to trust me? Will you come with me? I'm going to bring you to places you might not have never been before. It might not feel comfortable. It might not feel familiar for you, but trust me. Will you come with me? So let's stand with me this morning, will you? And Holly's going to just lead us just briefly in this, and then we're, I'll pray for a couple of people as we close. Oceans rise, my soul rests.
Father, I pray that over the room this morning, God, that you would just release within us, God, Lord, just deposit just a measure of faith that would just be willing, God, to just move and push beyond the borders, borders that we've established ourselves, borders in our own minds, in our own hearts. God, I pray that we would be a people, God, that would be willing to follow and to go wherever, whenever, however, God, you call us to be, Lord, that we would be abandoned to you and to your ways. God, I pray, Lord, over people in the room this morning who maybe just there's a growing sense, God, even over the word specifically to the nations, God, that there's something specific that you've been planting and depositing in hearts. God, I just pray, Lord, that whatever is there, Lord, that you would grow it, God, at the right time and in the right way. And yet, God, over all of our lives, God, we recognize, God, and we hear the words of you this morning, Jesus. Be my witnesses. God, I just pray, Lord, that you would use us, God, this week, God, this summer, God, as we look ahead to everything. We just pray, Lord, that you would use us all for the glory of your name, Jesus. I pray that we would be a witness and a testimony of you and your goodness and your kingdom. And so we just pray an invitation. God, your kingdom come. Your will be done in and through our lives, we pray. We love you, Father, and this day we recognize you as the one that we love above every other name. And so we just said this is all for the glory of your name alone. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Holly. Thank you, everyone, for this morning. You can go and grab your kids. Happy Father's Day again to all the men in the room. Be blessed in everything that you're doing. And enjoy the rest of your day. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.